Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 118, and it's titled, What Causes Low Testosterone Levels in Men and How to Fix It? Okay, we have a jam-packed <laughs> show for you. We're going to try to stay on time, but we've got so much good information to share with you. Now, why is this topic important to talk about? Because one, across the board, we're seeing massive decreases in testosterone in men, and we'll get into all that and why that is. But also because it's a common thing that we see with clients. It is a common complaint for men that they feel like they uh, either have been tested and have low testosterone or they feel like they're suffering from low testosterone. So this is huge for men today. I mean, really is big. And now that I say that, I don't know what took us so long to get to this episode, but (laughs) there's going to be tons of amazing stuff in here. And if you're a woman, please don't tune out because this is a men's issue because you're going to want to know how to support your man through this. And I want to make sure that you know that we are not doctors. This is not medical advice. We are simply sharing our opinions and studies and things that we found online and what has worked, working with thousands of clients. And as always, do your due diligence and research and listen to your own body and your own self. So before we dive into our testosterone, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you are uh, want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder, stronger erections, yeah, because you have good testosterone, you want to last longer in the bedroom or increase your sexual skills, There is something for you at powerandmastery.com. All right. So there's there's a lot that we need to get to in here. And some of it we're going to go through kind of quickly. And then some of it we're going to slow down and talk a little bit more about. So let's start with what is testosterone? Great question. So testosterone is a hormone produced primarily in the testicles. Testosterone helps maintain men's bone density, fat distribution, muscle strength and mass, facial and body hair, red blood cell production, sex drive, sperm production. So as you can see, it is there for a lot of good reasons. Now, our show today is focused on testosterone levels in men. And while it is the men's sex hormone, women do also have small levels of testosterone. However, it is so much lower, it's, it's different. But it is also an important hormone in women. But in today's show, we are focusing on the men and their testosterone. Yes. So let's talk about, so we know what testosterone is now. Let's talk about what some of the more recent studies have taught us about testosterone levels in men, really in today's modern age, because, well, that's where we are. But two, it's going to show a big contrast between the way things used to be and the way things are now. Yeah, so I was doing some research in putting together this show, and I was in charge of finding the studies, 
And I noticed that it was a little bit difficult to find really recent studies. Most people quote a study that was done in 2007, and I'm going to be reading parts of it because there's a lot of great information. I also found a more recent study that was in 2012, which has like it's mind-blowing stuff that they found. But let's start with our first study. That one was uh, published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism in 2007. And what that study indicated is that men's testosterone levels plummeted 17.17% from 1987 to 2004. So the study found that not only individual men were losing which is fairly normal. However, listen to fairly normal, right? Uh, but that same age, men from later eras had substantially lower T's than their predecessors. And so what that means is that a man who turned 65, and let's say in 2002, had much lower T than a man who turned 65 in 1987. And this is something that we do talk about a lot when we work with clients that you are not the man that you grandfather used to be. And for so many reasons, and testosterone is one of them. Yeah. And so this only goes to 2002, which is fairly old now. I can tell you for sure this trend has continued. It has gotten worse. And I don't know what the numbers are, but if it was a 17% drop from 87 to 2004, right? I think this was, yeah, sorry, 2004. Yeah. You can bet that that's probably... Well, I don't want to say a specific number because I don't know, but I guarantee you it's higher is the point. I guarantee you that percentage is higher. Mm -hmm. So then there's the other study that I'm really excited about talking about here. And that was a study that was published in the Endocrine Society in 2012. And here's what they found. They found that a drop in testosterone levels over time is more likely to result from a man's behavioral and health changes than by aging. Okay, hold up. Before we go any further, Mm -hmm. on this one. I had to bold that in the notes. Please remember that because when we get down to the causes and what to do to fix this, this study is going to be huge because if we didn't, if we didn't give you that information and we get down to some of the things that we personally recommend, you might be going, eh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. It sounds like a lot of work, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. When you understand what the science is telling you about the main reasons for this, you'll understand why what we tell you later on is so important. And this is why earlier when I was reading that it's fairly normal for testosterone to drop as you age, and I've put the fairly normal because, again... <laughs> It has more to do with your behaviors and your health than with the numbers on your aging scale. And so let's talk a little bit more about a couple of things they found in their studies. So um, in this study supported by the National Health and Medical Research Councils of Australia, the authors analyzed testosterone measurements in more than 1,500 men who had measurements taken at two clinic visits five years apart. So that's a fairly big number of men. And they, they ranged in age from 35 to 80, and the average 
age was 54. So the men who had declines in testosterone were more likely to be those who became obese, had stopped smoking, very interesting, we'll talk more about that later, or were depressed at either clinic visit. And there was one more point that I thought was fascinating, which I put in there, is that unmarried men in the study had greater testosterone reductions than did married men. That's right. And so one of the authors of the study attributed this finding to past research showing that married men tend to be healthier and happier than unmarried men. Also, regular sexual activity tends to increase testosterone. Now, see, what's interesting about that is it's counterintuitive, right? Mm -hmm. In other words, most people would think that unmarried men, they'd be out doing more stuff. They'd be, you know, living the bachelor life, maybe dating a bunch, you know, out doing their stuff with their man friends and that they would probably tend to have higher testosterone levels. And that is not at all what the study shows. And I think it's very interesting what the authors attributed that to, which was being healthier mm-hmm. and being happier. So we're gonna we're 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 going to get to that. <laughs> but we wanted to give you some of the studies just to have a little bit of a background and more of the science, right? To be backed up by science. And we also want to talk quickly about ranges of testosterone because that's always a question that comes in when people work with us. Yeah. What is low testosterone? Yes. Like, how do you know? How do I know? Exactly. And so it is widely accepted that a total testosterone readings from blood test that falls between 300 nanograms per um, one file per deciliters mm-hmm. and one that falls between... 1,050 nanograms per deciliters are to be considered normal. So 300 to 1,050. Correct. That's a huge, huge... It's a big range. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that we do talk about when when clients come to us and like, well, I got tested and I'm like uh, 450 and my doctor said it's normal and all is good. And yet they still have some issues, which we'll talk what happens when you have low testosterone in just a few minutes. And what I've realized too is that most men don't get tested when they feel really good at their prime. So you don't have a baseline to know where do I stand. And so let's say if you had a certain baseline and then you drop and you're still in the range, you're still between that 300 to 1050, so you're still normal, yet you're half of what you were when you were in your 20s, you're half the man there, even though you're still normal. So it's important to being able to have a baseline. And it's also important to understand that testosterone levels fluctuate and change. And I think it's more important to go by how you feel and what are the symptoms and what's happening in your body than just a number on paper. Yeah, of course. So there, there's a couple of points to be made there. First of all, we actually have in the notes here, there's a there's a whole chart of like from birth to pre-puberty, during puberty, ages 15 to 18. So what age range you are, the, the, the range for what the normal level is is will vary a little bit. So if you're younger listening to this or you're older listening to this, you know, just know if you really want to know, just go look up the chart and see where you should be for your age range. But the other point that you made that's really great is that if you've never had it tested, then you don't know what's normal for you. Mm-hmm. And that's always a big problem when clients come to us and they're like, well, I think I might have low testosterone, but my doctor said I'm at, you know, 400. And we're like, well, 
We don't know if that's low for you. All we can say is that it's within the acceptable range, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, the, you could have been much higher previously, and that's why you're feeling different than before. And remember what we shared earlier too, that the levels now, they've also adjusted levels. And even though you still fall in normal, you're most likely having less testosterone than what a man that was the same age than you, like let's say two or three decades ago. So it's important to remember that, that even though they give you a range and a normal, they kind of adjust it with what's going on in the world. And it is proven facts that there is a decline in testosterone. That's just how it is. You know, I really despise the fact that they're constantly adjusting these things. So what they do, and they do this with everything. They've done this with average body weight, mm-hmm. right? And they've done this with a whole bunch of different things, which is that as society changes and literally becomes more unhealthy, mm-hmm. they look at the average and then they use that average to create their levels, Right, so when they when they give you the average weight for somebody of a particular age, that's not the same as it used to be. No. When they give you the average testosterone for somebody of your age, that's not the same as it used to be either. And the problem with that is, if we keep adjusting it, we lose perspective of what we're supposed to be at. All we know is we're in the average range for this time period, but this time period could be completely and totally out of whack, and it is. Mm-hmm. And in the intention of being politically correct and not hurting people and including everyone, we are promoting this idea that being unhealthy is normal. And it's not. And it's really important to understand that, that the messages you are getting from the outside world, from the medical view, they have kind of settled for average or mediocre. And that's not where you want to settle. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's keep going on because right now basically we're laying all the foundation so that you understand Mm -hmm. what testosterone is, what's normal, you know, all that kind of stuff. And there's one more piece that we need to talk about because this is something that gets confused a lot. Mm -hmm. And that is the free testosterone. Mm -hmm. Versus the total testosterone. Correct. So basically approximately 98% of the testosterone that the body produces is bound to either sex hormone binding globulin which is SHBG or albumin, okay? And this is referred to as bound testosterone because it binds to something else. The 2% that is left is known as free testosterone. So why is this important to understand? Because the unbound or free testosterone is what connects with testosterone receptors within the body's cells. So when a cell absorbs free testosterone, it enables its functionality such as cell replication in the bones and muscles. So free testosterone is also responsible for the creation of what are known as secondary sexual characteristics in men, which includes like facial hair, deeper voice, uh, I mean, sex drive, so many different things, right? And so as the name suggests, total testosterone is the grand total of all the hormones available in the bloodstream. While the... um, Total testosterone levels may appear like healthy 
if you have low levels of free testosterone, that could lead to improper diagnosis and treatment plans. So for example, a patient he, like may not need more testosterone. They may simply need like less of the substances that tend to convert testosterone into other substances such as estrogen, which are the female sex hormone. And this is why it's critically important to test for free testosterone levels and not just the total testosterone levels alone. So wait a minute, you mean all this manliness right here is only being generated by 2%? <laughs> I'm sure it all works together, Kevin. Imagine if I upped that by 1%. <laughs> you, you couldn't handle it. <laughs> as, as I wear my lavender shirt on the show today. <laughs> okay, so all joking aside. And this is important, right? Because if you're trying to understand numbers, when you get numbers about testosterone, it's important to understand free testosterone is really the important thing when it comes to all of these um, uh, things that we're talking about as far as like how you feel and your sex drive and all that. The stuff that is not being utilized by your normal bodily processes. Mm-hmm. So you, you just want to understand that because, yeah, you could get that number of total testosterone and think, I'm in the clear, I'm in the range, and mm-hmm. then but you still have a problem, right? Exactly. So make sure that if you when you get tested, you get both so you can have a full picture and ask for both because sometimes they don't do that. Yeah. So how about talking about some of the symptoms of the low testosterones in adults like how do you know now that you have low testosterone yeah and so i wrote in there specifically adults because um the article that i sourced some of these from broke it down again by age groups Mm -hmm. and there were there were different things for different age groups so you know, this show is primarily geared towards adults. So we, we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're really only going to speak about signs and symptoms that, you know, an adult male would, would really see. So mm-hmm. just to make that clear. Okay. Number one, and it's not on the list here, but I'm going to share it is, do you wake up with a morning wood? Is that something that happens every morning? If it doesn't, I know, Kevin, you do. Every morning. Every morning. It's like on the clock, right? (laughs) (laughs) There's my word. (laughs) Um, If you're not waking up every day with that, there's a sign that your body is not having enough testosterone. This is really when you see it because once you've been sleeping, your body has been regenerated, you should have higher levels in the morning and it should lead to an erection. And if you don't have that consistently, that's a sign. Yeah, it could be a sign of other health conditions as well, but mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm kind of I'm going to read through these somewhat fast because really what I want to get to is the causes and how to fix it, mm-hmm. right? But this will help you get a feel for whether or not you might have low testosterone. Mm-hmm. So uh, low energy levels, you just don't have a lot of energy. Uh, low muscle mass or trouble putting on muscle mass if you've started working out and you're just like, I just can't seem to build any muscle. And especially if it's hard with your pecs, you know, when you see men that are concave, like they're not, like they're, they go in, in the pectoral area, that's a sign to a flow of testosterone. Mm-hmm. Infertility, uh, erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. uh, as we were just talking about, decreased sex drive. And this is actually, this is really one of the ones that clients come to us with Mm -hmm. is the decreased sex drive or the um, erectile dysfunction. Mm -hmm. So that's why this comes up a lot in our work, because we work with a lot of people who deal directly with those two issues. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely something that we need to address when working with those people. Mm -hmm. Um, Slow hair growth or hair loss. 
So, so that's why you like all this hair here, huh? <laughs> Shows that I'm manly and have testosterone. I love it. <laughs> Uh, loss of bone mass. We have uh, gynecomastia, which is the development of breasts in men. So when you see men that have kind of like, you're like, wow, he's got boobs. Mm-hmm. That is actually a sign of low testosterone. Fatigue and mental fogginess. This was an interesting one because it, it didn't show up on a lot of the like medical website lists per se, but um, they're ones that showed up when they were... Um, asking people, like ac- asking actual men uh, what kind of symptoms they were experiencing. And they tended to report a lot of like like mental fatigue mm-hmm. and um, fogginess and just well, not being clear in their headspace. Absolutely. A lot of men also say they have depression. That's another thing too where they're like, which one comes first? Is it a cause? Is it a symptom? You know, but having that sense of like just not being mentally at your best is a sign. Yeah. Well, it's tricky with that because the low testosterone levels can potentially lead to feeling like you're depressed, Mm -hmm. which could then potentially lead you to seek treatment. And some of those treatments then could actually lower the testosterone. So you can get in one of those, you know, downward spiral things. But we'll, we'll talk about that as we're getting into causes now. Mm -hmm. But before we get into our causes, we want to invite you into our program. So if you are a committed couple who is stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motions, instead of connecting the way you used to, and you're tired of stale mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity, and fun and you don't want to live a life of average, then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join our highly sexed Power Couple Platinum program. So if you give us 90 days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. So go to selineremy.com forward slash passion to find all about our highly sexed Power Couple Platinum program. You know, for some reason, when I woke up this morning, I was thinking about that ad Uh and and our program for that. And what was going through my mind is like, if your relationship isn't where you want it to be, whether it's you're not connecting as well, or you're not having the sex life you want, like if there's if there's something where your relationship just isn't where it should be, you, you need to work with us like this program will help you. Absolutely. So go check it out at selineremy.com forward slash passion. I, I don't know why I wake up thinking about these things, but sometimes <laughs> I do. I was just, it was going through my head. I'm like, look, if I could just boil it down, if your relationship isn't where you want it, please come work with us. We can help you. <laughs> <laughs> we want to help for you to have what we have. Yeah. So let's go into the causes. What causes low testosterone? And there's a lot of things. See, that's one of the things that... A lot of people disagree on when you go and research online or to talk to experts. Some people say that's what what the cause is, is this one thing. And then somebody's like, no, it's this other thing. And they are both right. There's not just one thing. And oftentimes it's accumulation of several causes that create the problem. Yeah. So so not only are there a whole bunch of different things that can cause the problem, you might have two or three of them mm-hmm. concurrently that are causing your problem. Yeah, so that can make it kind of difficult to diagnose. But um, so let's dive into the causes. Um, the first thing I have on the top is medical issues. And I, I put that first because, you know, like anything, like erectile dysfunction, there are often medical issues, right? 
but that's only a certain percentage of the people that suffer from that. And then, honestly, the majority of people have other issues, the types of things that we can help them with. Mm -hmm. There's a similar thing here. There are some real medical conditions that you need to seek medical help for. Mm -hmm. And after that, we can help you with pretty much everything else. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of want to just start with those and say, boom, if you've got these medical things, go see your doctor, have them help you with that. And then if you have any of the other things on the list, come see us. We'll help you with that. So so medical issues, they, they break it down into two categories. Um, primary hypogonadism and secondary hypogonadism. And gonads is just a medical term for your sex organs, you know, your testicles, your ovaries, gonads. So hypo meaning low, right? So low gonadism. (laughs) (laughs) So in the primary, um, there are things like undescended testicles with some uh, uh, male... Uh, children are born and their testicles didn't drop like they're supposed to. And um, Kleinfelter syndrome, which is a, well, you don't really need to go into it. Uh, hemochromatosis, which is too much iron in the blood. Then there's physical injury. So you've had some sort of physical injury to your testicles and actually cancer treatment, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. So if you have any of those things, you're going to need your doctor to help you with that. Secondary hypogonadism is things like pituitary disorders, inflammatory diseases, obesity, aging, medications, concurrent illnesses. So what you can see there is that the primary stuff is stuff you tend to be born with. The secondary stuff tends to be more lifestyle stuff, right? But so... I don't want to spend a lot of time going there because we're going to break down each one of those things. We're going to talk about obesity, aging, medic- medications, concurrent illnesses, all of that mm-hmm. it, it, more in the as we go down in the list. And this is why that new study where they really found that it is more likely due to a man's behavioral and health changes than by aging the decline in testosterone. This is really where you can tie it together. Exactly. And I would add in with that, the people that fall into the primary category is a pretty small mm-hmm. number, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you take out the people in the primary category um, and you take out the people in the aging, you're actually still left with the majority of people that suffer from low testosterone, mm-hmm. right? And so that big group of people, those are the people that we can really help adjust their lifestyle habits so that they can increase their testosterone. So another cause is to not exercise. And that's unfortunately something that's happening a lot because of our sedentary lifestyle, how we work. We're always on our asses. I mean, now they say that sitting is a new smoking. And even I want to say with exercising, over-exercising could also create a drop in testosterone. So you got to exercise smart. And things that work really well, well, maybe we'll talk about how to fix it afterwards. So exercise smart, we'll leave it at, we'll leave it at that. Oh, no, I'm not leaving exercise at that. I okay. need to talk about this a little bit more. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay first of all, yes, over-exercising could be a problem. But I'm telling you, 99.9% <laughs> of the people listening to this will never have a problem over-exercising. They're way on the other side of the mm-hmm. scale. When we say over-exercise, and we're talking about things like marathon runners, um, triathlon um, people who are just intensely exercising to the point of actually being detrimental to their mm-hmm. body. So totally teeny tiny percentage of people who exercise. Mm-hmm. For everybody else, you need to get off your ass and do something. And here's the part that I really wanted to add to that, which is 
I have personally found. So I, I was a certified personal trainer. I worked in a high-end club, like wealthy, famous people would come and get trained there. And, and you know, I trained under um, uh, the U.S. Olympic bobsled coach. Uh, he's the one that um, I trained under for my uh, strength and conditioning certification. So I have a pretty good background in this, and, and I know what I'm talking about. I was weight training heavily when I was younger. And as I got a little bit older, I got a lot more into, you know, mountain biking and rock climbing and martial arts and more like extreme sports kind of stuff. Because I was doing so much of that, I really tapered back my weight training. And I really, and then I even got to the point where I was like, I don't really need to weight train anymore. I'm like out exercising literally every day, you know? And so I got away from the weight training. But as I started to age, and I started doing less of the extreme sports stuff, and I started working in a more sedentary type job, I started noticing that things were changing. And then eventually I decided that I needed to get back to weight training again, and I saw a huge difference, huge difference just by picking up the weights. Now, I've always been active. I was still hiking, still doing martial arts, still doing all this kind of stuff. But I noticed that after 40, weight training suddenly became way more important again. And so the point is, is, yeah, you need to exercise and anything is better than nothing. But I highly recommend that men, I would say 40 and over, if you're not doing some sort of weight bearing strength training, you really need to be. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit more about this on how to fix it. Uh, number three, our causes here is uh, previous anabolic steroid abuse. And I'm going to let you kind of develop more <laughs> on that one, Kevin. Okay. So when I grouped these causes, I tried to group similar ones together. Mm-hmm. So we have not exercising and then we have previous anabolic steroid abuse. So this kind of, this falls into that small category of people who are over-exercise. The problem with uh, taking a lot of steroids is steroids help boost testosterone production in your body. That's how they work, right? So what happens is if you are putting an outside source of testosterone into your body all the time, your body goes, well, I got tons of testosterone. I don't need to make any more. So your, your testicles actually will sometimes stop producing mm-hmm. testosterone. Then when you stop taking the steroids, your body's not it doesn't always automatically kick back in and start producing again. Mm-hmm. So when you're done with your bodybuilding competition days, all of a sudden you find that you went from having all this testosterone to being way low. So that's a, another potential issue. Um, and honestly, that you see that mostly with people who are really into like competitive bodybuilding. But you know, I knew a fair number of people when I was in my 20s, like young guys mm-hmm. who, were, who were using steroids. I had a whole bunch of friends who were using steroids, making massive gains. And what they didn't realize is, is that a few years later when they stop, problem. Mm-hmm. Another one here that I want to talk about is diet. What you put in your body affects how your body responds. And food is energy. You want to think about things like when you eat something that's overly processed, highly sugared, and it has a vibration of it that's fairly dead, really not supportive of your body's production of like health versus something that's full of life. And when it comes to what you eat... I mean, I'm sure most people have a 
good idea of what junk food is versus like healthy food. And yes, like you can make choices. It's important to make the right choices. And just because you're eating healthy doesn't mean you have to forego like having desserts or having nice sweet things sometimes. We just have to look at the quality of what you eat. Because unfortunately, a lot of people eat overly processed food. These processed food also contain things that will put your hormones out of balance. Some people have will consume a lot of soy, drink a lot of beer, or process like cornflakes, all of these things which are um, also having a lot of phytoestrogens, so plant estrogens. And what those do is that they go in the body and they mimic the estrogens. And when you're a guy, you don't want to have so much estrogen in the body because then it will, if you have more estrogen, you'll have less testosterone, so you'll become more feminized, right, in the body. So understanding that what you eat can either support your testosterone or rub off the testosterone from your body. And that's where a lot of people don't give enough credit to what they eat. Yeah. So there's a couple things here. One is that if you don't eat a healthy diet, you're going to end up obese, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not exercising, you don't eat a healthy diet. Obesity is one of the... sort of causes or Mm -hmm. risk factors for low testosterone. But the other thing is, is that some of the things that you eat actually, as you accurately said, contain phytoestrogens and then actually create more estrogen in the body, which of course then counterbalances or sort of robs you of the testosterone. Mm -hmm. So there's two different things there with diet. One is your overall health. The other is the estrogen causing stuff. And there's tons of it out there. This, in my opinion, is one of the big reasons why we see a shift now. Mm-hmm. It's actually the food. So like what I put on the list here, uh, the next one after diet was estrogen excess, usually from an external or environmental source. That comes from the, I think that was a, a one of the um, causes from the Cleveland Clinic, which mm-hmm. is a, a big clinic uh, where they have a lot of medical information online as well. Um, so what they say is usually from an external or environmental source. What they don't say is those external and environmental sources are what you eat. Absolutely. And what you eat, so there's something that happens in the body. There's something called aromatase. It's an enzyme that's responsible for the conversion of male sex hormones, such as testosterone, into estrogen. And if you have higher level of aromatase, it will increase increased in your blood. It will... Um, it will make that most of the testosterone that you have will be converted into estrogen. And so sometimes it's not that you have not enough testosterone, it's that you have this enzyme, the aromatase, the process in the body that's converting it into estrogen. So actually bringing in more testosterone is not going to solve the problem. You have to fix what creates the the transformation from, from the testosterone into estrogen. And we could do an entire show on that. But remember, what you eat is important, but what you put on your body is just as important. Things like your deodorant could affect your sex drive because it has all these chemicals in them. So those environmental sources that are uh, excess estrogens, things like phthalates and things that you find in plastic, these are xenoestrogen and xenoestrogens, and they will like mimic the estrogen response in the body and create an overload. Things like drinking from plastic bottle, your water, you know, you you don't think about these things or eating your food into plastic container. All of these are huge. Yeah, and all these plastic things, this is what did a big craze that happened a few years ago with getting rid of BPA out Mm -hmm. of everything, bisphenol A. 
Well, what people don't realize is there's an A, B, C, D, E, F, G. There's literally a whole group of them. All they ever did was remove the A, but the others are still there too. So when you're drinking out of your plastic BPA-free water bottle, don't think you are BP-free. You're only Mm -hmm. (laughs) BPA-free. So let's talk about a few more causes here. Just rub... I want to... Go a little quicker over that because I want to spend more time on how to fix it as we're getting closer to the end of the show. Mm -hmm. But if you drink too much alcohol, that's definitely a cause of lower testosterone. Now, if we look at health problems like obesity, depression, and unfortunately, a lot of the meds, anti-depression meds, will like create problems and decline in your testosterone. I had a partner who was on um, different drugs for his heart and some of them totally changed his personality and then he was no longer feeling any sex drive and we saw the difference and then he shifted to a different medication and everything disappeared. So it's important to understand that those medications can create big changes and problem in your body. And earlier we talked about cancer treatments and opioids. I mean, opioids are huge. Yeah, I had to put that on the list when I when I was researching that because, you know, we've talked about the antidepression meds a bit. Mm-hmm. The anti-cancer stuff, that was kind of new to me, but that that we've already talked about that. But you've probably heard, of course, about the opioid crisis mm-hmm. that's going on, especially in America. And when you think about the opioid crisis, literally, I mean, there's been whole documentaries done on it. You'll see it all across the news, the opioid crisis. This isn't something that we've you know made up or exaggerated. It's a real thing. And when you realize that one of the many effects of the opioid crisis is actually a decrease in, in testosterone levels in men. You go, man, like this stuff is all connected. It really is. Uh, you want to think too about toxins, you know, the air we breathe. There's so many things like from like things we put like the Roundup in, in, in your backyard to keep the weeds out. I mean, this is really bad. This is even proven that it's going to affect your body and affect your fertility and so many different things. But then there's things that people don't don't always think about like stress. Stress will lower your testosterone a lot because most of the time you either produce your sex hormones or your stress hormones. And so if you're overly stressed, you're not going to be producing as much sex hormones. Yeah, that's one that we talk about a lot is the, the relationship between stress and cortisol and testosterone mm-hmm. is what we talk a lot on this show about. And there are causes that people don't really think about, but we do need to bring in here because things are shifting in terms of like feminine and masculine dynamic and relationship. And so men that don't do so much manly activity, the things that make them men that feel fuel their testosterone, and now they're turning into like, let's get into a circle and cry and talk. And all that happens is that these activities will produce oxytocin, which is what women need and, and to be more more sexual and feel connected. But when it happens in a guy, these oxytocin producing activities will lower your testosterone. So we're not saying that you can't bound, bound with your children, your wife or your friends and have like tender moments or have empathy, but it's important to balance it out with still remaining masculine and not just delve into becoming this overly sensitive man that's not in touch with his primal nature. Yeah, exactly. And so there's there's value in doing that work. There's value in getting in touch with your inner feminine, doing all that kind of stuff for sure. And 
you need to make sure that you are also doing stuff to get you in touch with your inner manliness. Right now in our culture, there's so much pressure on men to not be men Mm -hmm. that somehow being a man is toxic, right? That's the word you hear all the time. That's just nonsense. Men just need to be healthy masculine men, but they Mm -hmm. still need to be masculine men. And that's the important part. So activities that stimulate that, things that get you in touch with that, that get you feeling like a man, get that energy moving through your body. Tons of them, all kinds of different things you could do. And by the way, your man cave, your time when you get home just to be by yourself for a few minutes to a half hour to, to decompress and not being asked to do tasks will work really well for you to rebuild your testosterone that's been depleted through working all day and being stressed out so that then you feel higher with your testosterone and can deal with your family life way better. Absolutely. I think we need to do a whole other show on that. But let's talk (laughs) about how to fix it. So if that's you and you have low testosterone levels, don't jump right away into doing like hormone therapy and bioidentical hormones or anything like that. Because as soon as you start to supplement your testosterone, you basically will never be able to get off it, off of it, right? Potentially. And there's there's side effects. I I actually put there's eight eight things on the list of how to fix it, and that's the very last one exactly. because we really want you to try everything else first. Mm-hmm. So number one, treat the underlying medical conditions. If you have one of those medical conditions, whether it's primary or secondary, Address go see that. your doctor, get that taken care of. If you've still got problems after that, you may have one of the other causes mm-hmm. that we talked about. So what do you do then? Well, number two on the list, exercise, including weight training. You've got to move your ass. Mm-hmm. And and you explained it quite well earlier, so I don't feel like we need to go very much in detail into weight training, but also think high-intensity training and just things that like burst of energy and then relaxing. This is really more beneficial to your testosterone than doing cardio. Yeah, Absolutely. Clean up your diet is the next one. Get rid of all those phytoestrogens and xenoestrogens, all those things that we talked about. Get rid of the things that deplete testosterone. Reduce your alcohol consumption, which is so funny, right? Because alcohol, like a guy drinking a beer, you know, is like such a manly Mm -hmm. activity. But, you know, we've done videos. We have blog Mm -hmm. articles on stuff about how beer actually reduces your testosterone. So... All you guys who think that drinking a beer is manly, every beer you drink makes you a little bit less of a man. <laughs> I know the advertising campaigns won't tell you that, but science does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You want to look at what you're doing if you are on prescription meds, like ask for them to be switched, change things and see if that, you know, can make a difference. You don't have to stay to the one that you were prescribed. You know, there are multiple of things available there. Yeah, they can they can often shift your uh, prescription or maybe help you wean you off that. Mm-hmm. There are ways that you can manage it. One of the problems is, you know, guys will come in and say, well, I got to take this medication. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, there is still something yeah, that you can Yeah, it's called do. get off your ass, eat better, and make some changes. But a lot of people prefer to just pop a pill and say, well, I just have like hypertension or I have diabetes. Well, it's actually all connected to how you eat. And if you were to change that and exercise more and, and eat better, you wouldn't need those things. But of course, it requires you to have more willpower. It requires you to do things that are not always very comfortable, but it's mm-hmm. worthwhile in the long term. You want to look at reducing your stress level and, I mean... (laughs) 
I don't think we'll talk about this enough. And even if you're thinking you're not really stressed, I think just living on earth is really stressful. <laughs> and like, it, just mm-hmm. like trying to go to the grocery store, getting in your car is stressful. I mean, to go on the internet, there's like these crazy news. I mean, so many things are constantly bombarding us. It's impossible to not be stressed unless you live out of like in the jungle and you have no access to electricity and like internet and, and this kind of things that we have. Otherwise, you most likely have a low grade stress level in your body. Or in 2020, a high grade stress <laughs> level. <laughs> okay, last two things real quick here because we are really over time. Uh, seven, do manly activities. We kind of talked about mm-hmm. that already. So do things that inspire you to be a man. And then the last one, if all else fails, you can seek testosterone replacement therapy mm-hmm. and go with bioidentical hormones like find thing, people that work more naturally because it's a little bit more gentle in the body but try the f- other things first and keep that as the last resort and remember that yes a lot of things you can do and change find your purpose in life like find your drive again seek that become the man you know you are deep within and make the changes because these are going to make a difference absolutely okay whoa that was a lot of information we were even speaking really fast into some of it (laughs) i know we hope that you got value out of this and we will see you next week We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>